It's the final day of the month, and I think we all know what that means, right? We have to give out an award today. Our favorite monthly award, the KREF Recruiter of the Month for the month of November. Now, text line, as always, we're going to need your help to award KREF Recruiter of the Month for the month of November. One of my favorite things that we do on this show, and we do it every single month here. It's like this, our seventh or eighth consecutive month of handing out the KREF Recruiter of the Month. So that's, uh, it's, it's become quite the thing on this show. And we're going to have a tough time today coming up with this month's winner because, well, there was no 2024 commits in the month of November. So we're going to have to give this out based on what happened in the 2025 class. Miguel Chavis got Alex Shield Knight out of Wagner, defensive end, uh, on uh, November 10th of, of this month. But then really the, the coolest moment this month in, uh, in the recruiting class is when Marcus James and Trene Washington simultaneously essentially committed at the same time from Carl Albert to Oklahoma. So who are our... Who are our candidates here? Is it Chavis and Kevin Sperry? It is a two-horse race. Miguel Chavis, Kevin Sperry. So we are giving Kevin Sperry a chance to win K-Ref Recruiter of the Month today, I, I right? I would consider him the front-runner to win K-Ref Recruiter of the Month. Okay. Would you not? I mean, two of his teammates committed on the same day, and Kevin Sperry is definitely a lead recruiter in the 2025 class. I like Alex Shield Knight. You like Alex Shield Knight. I think the text line likes Alex Shield Knight, but if you want to combine both Trene Washington and Marcus James and credit that to Kevin Sperry, it seems like it's pretty obvious who's going to win it for the month of November, right? I'm giving it to Kevin Sperry, and I don't know. Maybe you want to give Miguel Chavis some extra brownie points because he made OU Alex Shield Knight's first offer, which is a rarity, but that was kind of the moment at which you realized, okay, like, Chavis not only likes this kid, loves him because Shield Knight was going to pick up offers in the offseason. Oh, you didn't wait for him to pick up other offers. They were first to offer him last December. The recruitment lasted 11 months. Really only ever pointed in one direction, and Shield Knight's a sooner. So maybe you give Chavis a couple extra points just for being first to the table and identifying that but, talent as early as it did. But. but. Two is greater than one, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 basically. Yes. And this would be the first time that an assistant coach would not win KREF Recruiter of the Month. It was Emmett Jones, April, May, and June, DeMarco in July, Todd Bates, baby, back in the month of August. We remember that one. Miguel Chavis in September and Brandon Hall last month with Reggie Powers and Boganowski. <laughs> Cherokee Sooner said Zach Selby. I We've got a couple of those for, for KREF Recruiter of the Month. And I have to admit, I laughed at, uh, at both of those when, when I saw those. Uh, 405 Kevin Sperry, 918 BV for making hires that held this class together. Okay. Uh, Gunny says Kevin Sperry gets my vote. 817, not the recruiter of the month. Grant breaks his, what does this say? Grant breaks his mother. Oh, man, yeah, no kidding, right? Sugar Shane says Sperry. Um, yeah, I... I think I'm ready to call it here. I think we are ready to call the race that Kevin Sperry will win uh, KREF Recruiter of the Month. And what an honor for him. See, that's the benefit of leaving a state like Texas and moving to the great state of Oklahoma. This was something that the Sperry family didn't consider when they thought about moving from from the Dallas area here to uh, Oklahoma is that their son could win KREF Recruiter of the Month like less than a year before they moved here. So congratulations there. 
we were hoping that it would be Bill Biedenboe that was going to win it this month. We remember, were hoping. Remember saying that at the beginning of the month? That uh, that that did not happen, though. KW918 says, since my nephew coaches Alex Shield Knight, I'm nominating myself as KREF Recruiter of the Month. I forgot Ronnie Crimson was co-recruiter uh, of the month. Yes, in, with Todd in, Bates. In, in August, right, for Todd Bates. So, yeah. Justin in Newcastle, BV, for signing up Latrell this offseason. Greg from Lawton says, no doubt, Kevin Sperry. All right, cool. You guys, thank you. Got it. I'll put out the tweet on the KREF account later today, honoring Kevin Sperry uh, with KREF Recruiter of the Month. You know who's going to win it in December? is whoever is able to convince, if this happens, whoever is able to convince Billy Bowman and, and Danny Stutzman to come back, that, uh, that, that individual is going to win KREF Recruiter of the Month for December. Jada Coleman. Jada Coleman. Jada Coleman, Recruiter of the could Month. Be, I, could be KREF Recruiter of the Month. I don't hate that. 405, we're getting some Biedenbo hate here. Bill Biedenbo is the opposite of Recruiter of the Month. Um, yeah, you were hoping that you would close on Grant Bricks or Eddie Pierre-Louis. And, well, neither of those things have happened. One is still out there, seemingly, and I guess now is a great time to get to our daily EPL, daily, uh, daily Eddie Pierre-Louis update. And once again today, it's, huh? Not, not a whole lot of intel on that. Do you think the staff, when they hit the road recruiting um, in December, do you think they'll make their way out to Tampa to go see EPL in person? I do believe they will. Um if he's, you know, if he's still undecided at that point, and if Oklahoma believes they have a shot, then yeah, I would. Ex- I, so I, here's what I know about this weekend, and where BV is going to be, and where the staff is going to be. Uh, Friday, he's going to be at Michael Hawkins' game down in Frisco. Saturday, obviously, where else would he be? He's going to be at UCO for the state championship doubleheader. Let's go, Carl Albert taking on Dell City. That's going to be a heck of a game. And then you have later on Heritage Hall playing the 3A state championship against Lincoln Christian. So, BV and the staff are going to be there. Uh I so I I think it is BV, it's Latrell, it's Jay Valai and there's one other I can't remember who. There's a whole crew of them going down to see Hawkins and then there's a whole crew of them that are going to be going out to watch Carl Albert and watch Heritage Hall as well. Yeah, that's uh, that Coral Alberts Dell City game is going to be a big time game. You also got Bixby and Jinx playing this weekend in the state championship, and I, I just randomly remembered you're talking about state championship games this uh, this week at UCO. I remember uh, Nate Roberts catching the game winning touchdown pass last year in the state championship for Washington at UCO. Correct, Washington from yes. for Washington. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe some other uh, sooner commits, sooner targets. We'll have big moments this week in the state championship game. With as many that are out there and playing in the state championship, yeah, I, I'm going to guess uh, more than a few sooner targets or sooner commits will have big moments in state championship games. And especially if Carl Albert wins, that's going to happen. And, buddy, there were high expectations for those guys going into the year, and they've got one game left to finish it, but they have, uh, they've lived up to the hype this year with all that OU talent that they have. Over under 8.5 touchdowns for Andy Bass on Saturday night. Oh, for the full game or just the first half? Eight and a half. Oh, I was thinking full game. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's the over right there. That's, that's, that, that, barely hitting the over, that would just be his season average, would it not? 
or his game average this year. It feels like he's scoring five, six touchdowns every single time he uh, posts his stats, which I do love that, that Andy Bass basically always posts his stats from the, uh, from the Friday night before every single weekend. I don't think that it's a humble brag by Andy Bass, but I do appreciate that every time I see four, five, sometimes even six touchdowns for Andy Bass, he's had one heck of a year. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. K-Rep Recruiter of the Month goes to Kevin Sperry. You can still argue someone else throughout this hour if you'd like, but feels like it's going to be Kevin Sperry before uh, before this hour ends. Talk a lot about the portal and some of the names that are out there today. Uh, but first on the text line, from the 501, if you listen to Stutz and Canick's podcast, it really sounds like Stutzman is coming back. He talked about being excited for next season in the SEC. I haven't listened to the most uh, recent episode uh, of their podcast, but I'll, I'll take your word for it and... I think we all hope that Stutzman comes back for year one in the SEC. Like, regardless of what league you were going to be in next year, Parker, you'd hope a guy like that would come back. But especially next year in the SEC, you could uh, you could really benefit from twenty eight being back in the middle of your defense. If you get Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman back defensively, then who boy? I, I you feel I think you feel decent walking into the SEC regardless of what the cast of characters looks like next year who who comes back and who doesn't. But if you get Danny Stutzman and Billy Bowman back, I think you're talking about a defense that will be upper echelon in the SEC. Maybe not the best in the SEC, maybe not top 3, but a defense that is solidly in the upper half of the SEC which is going to be a deep and talented league, and that is going to give you a shot to win double-digit games in the conference. Here's another one for the 918. Danny Stutzman was talking like he isn't even considering leaving on his podcast, talking about how he is excited to play in the SEC next year and how he hopes his parents don't embarrass him on senior night. <laughs> Steve, embarrass Danny? No chance. No way. No way Steve Stutzman, friend of the ref, friend of the program here, uh, would ever embarrass Danny on senior night. Um, did, did you hear that podcast by chance? Do you I have did any not. comments on, I have not on heard, that? I have not heard that podcast, so I can offer no color. Sounds like I need to go back and listen to it if that's the case. I, I hope that's the vibe that, uh, that Danny's feeling right now, coming back. That, that, that'd be great. Gunny says, is there anyone playing Friday at UCO that the Sooner staff would want to watch between Bixby, Jinx, Stoolwater, and Skogie? Uh, Caden Jones. For sure. Just a sophomore, but good. Yeah, and... I mean, there are so many dudes at Bixby, whether PWO or future scholarship guys, that the OU staff is going to want to keep eye. So I would expect that the OU staff will be present Friday as well. I, again, BV won't be there. He'll be down in Frisco. But I would expect there will be OU staffers. DeMarco Murray, given Caden Jones's status as and one of the earliest offer guys in the 26th class for Oklahoma, you'd figure he's going to be out there watching. Hashtag tell it. If you know, Hashtag you know. Hashtag tell it. If you know, you know on that one. Um, yeah, good for good for the staff to go down and see Michael Hawkins. Um, I think it's I, I think it's good to with a new offensive staff or new play call or whatever to go down and, and see him. Though I don't I wouldn't think it's the first time that Seth Luttrell has met Michael Hawkins Senior and no, Michael Hawkins no, Junior. You know, and it looked like Michael Hawkins Senior Michael Hawkins Senior last night was making it very clear on social media. Yeah, he's not he's not going anywhere. 
Was that some Lebby slander that he was responding to? It was last some Lebby slander, and it was an article in the Tulsa World where uh, the writer editorialized where he probably shouldn't have, and people took it out of context and spun it and painted Lebby as a villain. And uh, yeah, old Mike Senior came flying in to make sure everybody understood that the nature of Leb's phone call with his son was not to try and flip him to Mississippi State. It was to just have an honest conversation about why he left, why he made the decision that he did, and to wish Mike the best. Because, again, there's an understanding right now between BV and Lebby that much as Venables did when he left Clemson, Lebby going to Mississippi State, he's not going to try to take any of the OU commits with him. Yeah, and it just – is anyone on flip watch right now? I mean, it just doesn't feel like it, does it? I mean, does anyone? No. It just doesn't feel like all – and this is, goes back to the continuity, that word we've kept using all week long, but it just kind of feels like the recruiting class outside of the Dozy Ezukama decommit, and it doesn't sound like that had to do much with Levy leaving. Nope. It kind of feels exactly how it did at the middle part of last week, just everyone calm and – Ready to sign here. I will, up in three weeks. I will say this, and I will stand by it. He's only been here 11 months, but Emmett Jones already deserves a lifetime contract from the University of Oklahoma. I love that video that was released yesterday with he and the uh, wide receivers on the sideline during the TCU game. Did you see that yes, one? Yes, I did. Pick your poison! He's yelling out. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. 405, what kind of year is Hawkins having? Uh, an amazing year. Yeah, he's been ridiculous. Two turnovers all season both of them were interceptions on hail marys so he has played virtually flawless football upwards of 50 total touchdowns and has frisco and emerson in what i believe is the quarterfinals of the uh texas state playoffs this weekend so i'll be down there tomorrow night to go watch him yeah, he's having a hell of a year, man. Heck of a year. Dino says, missed it. Why is Jay the recruiter of the month? Billy Staying? Well, she's- it's funny how like, where, where you come into the show like uh-huh. that could be. No, I'm saying whoever gets Stutzman and Bowman to come back will be K-Ref recruiter of the month for December. And Parker was saying, well, if Bowman comes back, then Jada is uh, K-Ref Recruiter of the Month. Let's let's hope that happens. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, you guessed it. More portal entries today. We'll look down the list. Will OU have any interest? All that next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We are the homeless Suter fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and yeah, you guessed it, The Ref Army as well, listening nationwide via the free KREF app. Chicago, Illinois is tuned in today. Full Shear, Texas, Orange Beach, Alabama, Noonan, Georgia, Rochester, New York, Hope, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky, and our small Oklahoma town of the day is Manford, Oklahoma. Uh, Manford with two N's, correct? Manford with two N's, home of uh, Caleb Bushyhead. Heck of an OU baseball player. Yeah. Riff Army Locator brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they compromise on the price but not on the quality. Visit them online at affordabledoor.net. That's affordabledoor.net or call 405-635-9499. By the way, OU did drop one spot in the 2024 rankings. They're now number seven on Rivals, number eight on 24-7. That's because Miami flipped a five-star. And not only did they flip a five-star, they flipped a five-star defensive tackle from Chicago 
from Ohio State. Ooh. Oh, they're already and mad up there. That, that That's probably not going over too how well. How do you suppose that happens, Tyler? Mm-hmm. Did you see the edit? I, I actually did not see the edit. Oh, uh, t- take a look at the edit. Is there a money bag in there? Hopefully just, not a semi-truck like Grant Bricks. There is a literal stack of cash <laughs> in the edit. At least we're not hiding it yeah, anymore, like that, right? John Ruiz is like, I don't care. Oh, gosh, man. I may need some Columbus sports radio in my life on the drive home. They're already freaking out. There's hosts up there that like, we're not taking commercial breaks. I'll pay for the commercial breaks. We want to talk about the Ohio State-Michigan game. So they're already mad. Sheesh. And then now they lose the position that they need to beat Michigan. They lose a five-star defensive tackle to Miami. Oh, boy. Good luck to you, Ryan Day. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Okay, portal entries today. And I guess really this one was last night, right? Ashton Cozart, former OU commit, is in the portal out of Oregon. Yeah, he, well, he, he we messed just, around and found out. We just had a third sooner hit the portal literally two minutes ago. Oh, uh, really? No, no shock whatsoever. I mean, this was the most obvious one coming. But Jason Llewellyn is on okay. His way yeah. Out. <laughs> once you said, <laughs> yeah, once you said that, I thought it's probably Jason Llewellyn. Thank you for everything, Sooner Nation. I will be entering the transfer portal with three years of eligibility remaining. He just uh, he just put that one out. So, okay. Anything with uh, Ashton Cozart? I, I would think that if he messed around and found out once that maybe the staff would look elsewhere if they need a wide receiver. But should OU fans hold out any hope whatsoever that Cozart could be considered? Ashton Cozart ain't coming back to Norman. And moreover, I do not expect Oklahoma to take a wide receiver in the transfer portal. Yeah. At least not right now. And that's the bigger factor, right? But given how that recruitment, how that ended, at least from OU's side, you, you would think that that's probably the case. DJU is transferring once again. Dude, tough offseason for Oregon State. They lose their conference, they lose their coach, and now they're going to lose their quarterback. MJ Morris, quarterback out of NC State, is in the portal. Bo Collins, a wide receiver out of Clemson, is Ooh, in the portal. He's good. And I almost got fooled last night with Evan Stewart entering the portal. The only thing that gave it away is I was one of the top two teams for Evan Stewart. <laughs> I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a troll job. But there's some thoughts that maybe Evan Stewart of A&M could, uh, could enter into the portal. Um, real quick, and we'll get the uh, text line's opinion on this as well, 405-651-3439. But as we talk about the transfer portal from OU side, what's the two, three most important positions that OU has to address? I would think D-line and offensive line got to be one and two this offseason. What do you think? D-line would probably rank number one for me. I would say number two is cornerback. I'd say number three is tight end. You don't think offensive line? I mean, they've got some young talent there, but they got to replace three starters. They do have to replace three starters. I'm just, I'm not as worried about the offensive line right now as I am about defensive tackle and cornerback because I, A, I trust Bill Biedenbow. And B, you can't get pushed around in the SEC, and you also have to have. A rock solid replacement for Gentry Williams, or not for Gentry Williams, but for Woody Washington, excuse me, when you get to the SEC. Gentry Williams is going to be one of your incumbents at, uh, as a starter in the secondary, but you're presumably losing a fifth year senior in Woody Washington, a guy that was a four year starter at corner for this program. Is the answer Josiah Wagner? It might be. Is the answer Makari Vickers? It might be. 
Uh, do you move Kendall Dolby back to outside corner? Okay, maybe you do that. Jacoby Johnson's another guy to watch. But I think having another experienced corner in the mix is going to leave fans and the staff alike a lot more confident in Oklahoma's secondary heading into the SEC in 2024. Yeah, this text says we're losing four starters on the O-line. Yes, I, I was just counting like what your final lineup looked like the last game that you played. But yes, yeah. Four starters on the offensive line. Correct. Let's Okay, let's consider this. What does Oklahoma's starting offensive line look like with no transfers whatsoever in the picture? And obviously there will be a transfer too. But like right now, if you had to look at Oklahoma's roster and pick five starters for next year, who are your five starters? Well, I mean, there's the two obvious, Caden Green and, and Sexton. I, yep. I mean, but the question is, under your scenario – does Green kick out to one of the tackle spots, or so. does he say in inside? You know, I mean, like the portal could really heavily determine potentially if he's going to play tackle or if he's going to play yep. guard next year. Who's your center? I Troy Everett. Troy Everett probably probably your center next yeah. year. Jake Taylor at one of the guard spots, yeah. and then yeah, you figure it out whether Caden Green kicks out to left tackle or stays at left guard. Bates could maybe be a guard for you if that were to happen next year. Yeah, well, in that case, I'd say Bates at center, Everett at guard. Yeah. But th- th- there are solutions on this roster is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, you just you just got to gotta develop some depth. And I, I think that we're on the same page as that they'll get offensive linemen in the portal. But, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's, that's definitely – and not only offensive line in the portal, I think that you're going to see them – want to take guys that have had a couple of years of experience playing college football before. If you could find another Walter Rouse like you did this past year, I, th- I think that that would be great. But, yeah, they'll be, they'll be active in a lot of positions uh, uh, across the team for sure. Scott T. says, I'm honestly a little surprised. We haven't seen more OU players hitting the portal. Don't want to jinx it, but are they coming, or is this just a testament to the culture BV is set and guys are sticking around? I definitely think that you're going to see more guys hit the portal. I just think you're going to see that happen more and more throughout the weekend and into early next week. I, I, what, what, what did you say, three currently who are in the portal? I think you're going to have a lot more than that out of OU that are in the transfer portal. Yeah, I, it, It'll happen. Yeah. And it's going to happen for most schools out there, not everyone. Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle says, is Helms the favorite to start at tight end next year? Got to get healthy. Got to get healthy, sure. Uh, I would say yes. Right now my answer is yes. That answer might be completely different three, four weeks from now, depending on what OU does in the portal at that position. But I would say you give Helms the edge over Devon Mitchell just based on the fact that he's been here for two years already. It, it's hard to look at positions for next year like at this given time and, and come up with uh, what, a, what a depth chart might look like because – Tight end's a great example. It's all dependent on who they get in the transfer portal. Because I do think there's a chance OU starting tight end is not the two names we just mentioned. OU starting tight end could be someone they get via the portal this offseason. And that could be the case for some other starting spots as well. Uh, AJ and Edmonds says UCLA quarterback Dante Moore in the portal. I just OU saw interest. that pop up on my Twitter that, feed. That, Hello. That, well, that had been a rumor now for a little over a week that, that he was going to be in the portal. OU interest? Well, AJ, OU's kind of set at quarterback right now. Dante Moore's not going to come here and compete with Jackson Arnold for the starting quarterback spot. Um, Would OU be interested? I mean, I I would guess, sure, but that's not a likely scenario at all. Dante Moore will 
go somewhere and start next year and go get paid a lot of and money. He, what's yeah, happen. I was going to say, he's going to get a bag, bro. That dude is going to get a bag. Yeah, that, that sucks for UCLA. That's, that's a big hit for sure. 918, is Rame 100% gone? Did he announce something? He went through senior day on Friday, and so it just kind of feels like this is his uh, last year at OU. Yeah, people asking about Luke Has. He posted last night a photo of him in an Arkansas jersey talking about how he's excited to be back for year two. So uh, if you're holding out hope for Luke Has to enter the portal and come on down to Norman, Oklahoma, I doubt that happens right now. On three has him as a freshman All-American this year, and I definitely won't disagree with that. He had a he had a fantastic year. Yeah, he's a stud. And like I, I'm sure there's a lot of excitement around the Arkansas program with the return of uh, Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator. But you know as well as I do, Parker, that with the new OC, new play caller, all that, there's certainly a handful of guys that they really try to make an effort to make sure that they're coming back. Luke Haz would be top two, top three on that list for Arkansas. They, they, want him, they want him to come back. He was one of the better players they had this year, even as a freshman. Tyler from Kellyville says, you don't think OU will get involved with Bradley from Texas Tech? First off, there has been no credible report that Jaron Bradley will enter the portal. Secondly, even if he were to enter the portal, yeah, again, Oklahoma's not looking at bringing in a portal receiver right now. Could that change down the road? Depending on how things shake out, maybe you get a surprise entry or two? Sure. But right now, I know for a fact, talked to a source this morning that's as good as it gets, who told me, yeah, uh, we don't really see Oklahoma, or we don't really see wide receiver as a position of need right now at Oklahoma because that room is going to be good come the spring. Recruiting Boomer, OU starting tight end, true freshman Devon Mitchell. I like, man. Well, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all. Definitely not. It's definitely not. 405 651 3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text slide. More text, more portal, more recruiting, more college football. It's a crazy time in the sport, but you got to love it. More to come next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and yeah, SEC schedule reveal, like the actual dates. Looks like that's going to be a week from Wednesday, 6 o'clock on December 13th, one week from Wednesday. That'd be fun, which we already know two dates, Tennessee in September, Alabama in November. Let's see when we get to go to beautiful Columbia, Missouri next year. Boy, I can't wait for that one. It may be on I uh, might need a security ugh. detail for that trip. I'll volunteer, please. I'm looking for violence on that trip next year. Okay, I'll, I'll remember you said that. Yeah, please do remember that I said that next year. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for sure. Okay. Puerto Rican Sooner says the only locker room that's excited about Bobby Petrino is the volleyball locker room. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah just, there's some history there. Pete from Tulsa says look for Barnes, Hicks, Smothers, and Walker to hit the portal. Dang, that's four running backs, says Pete from Tulsa. Look for that's all four of those to hit the, the whole portal. Room. Everybody not named Gavin Sawchuk. Both of your uh, running backs from last year's class, Hicks and Smothers, gone. Barnes, gone. Tawie Walker, gone. I mean, Tawie's got a scholarship now, does he not? And he could be the number two. He doesn't have a scholarship, no. He does. I, I don't know why I thought that he was uh, awarded a scholarship during the year. I guess not. But um, he's got a chance to be a contributor once again next year within the offense. I don't know if people like that or, or not, the idea of that. But looking how the, the situation unfolded this year i mean he's the number two back right now as we speak and we'll be going in the bowl game most likely 
So, yeah. Uh, Postal Sooner says, is Devon Mitchell a Kyle Pitts type of tight end? I would not compare him to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is kind of a unicorn. Devon Mitchell he's like is a first round draft pick too. Yeah, yeah. Devon Mitchell. First off, he's not as tall as Kyle Pitts. He's about six foot four. Uh, played wide receiver until his sophomore year of high school. So he's he's closer to a wide receiver than like an offensive lineman. So uh, he's pretty remarkably athletic and nimble for a tight end. Uh, just an outstanding physical specimen, makes contested catches with ease, good route runner, precise route runner, uh, just really uh, very polished. And when you understand that his dad played wide out in the NFL and he, he has kind of grown up with uh, – it was always kind of his dad's plan for him. It was always kind of Devon's plan that he was going to catch passes – uh, at the D1 level as a football player. That's what they've been working toward for years and years and years. So he is as sharp as they come at that position. From the 405, OU fans that are rooting for Texas, you can go ahead and donate your OU gear to the nearest shelter. Would Michigan fans root for Ohio State if they were playing Michigan State for the Big Ten title? Didn't think so. Hashtag beat Texas. Is that Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops told us on Tuesday that he's rooting for uh, Oklahoma State in this game. Oh, did he? He did. He well, Bob us. Stoops is never wrong, so all of you should be rooting for Oklahoma State. He said he's, uh, he's rooting for Oklahoma State. Now, if you're rooting for a New Year's Six Bowl game, I, I guess you better root for Texas. But as, as I've said before, I will sacrifice I will sacrifice a New Year's Six Bowl bid for Texas to not get in the playoff. That's That's where I'm at right now. And what are the four most likely bowl destinations? Uh, Alamo, Cotton, Peach, and Fiesta. Alamo being uh, the heavy leader for most likely, it feels like. feels like OU Arizona, uh, Alamo Bowl is what you're seeing a lot of in the bowl yeah. projections. Yeah. Well, here, here's my question. Like, let's say Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 championship. Would, is it a guarantee that Texas would get the nod for a New Year's Six before Oklahoma? Um, they would have the same amount of losses. They would have the same record, or well, I guess Texas would have one more. Win. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. Oklahoma uh, would have, have no the head to head. I have no idea who would who would get the nod there. Maybe Texas to the uh, Alamo and OU to the Cotton Bowl in that scenario. Which one are we rooting for, by the way? Alamo, Cotton, Peach, or Fiesta? Let's be selfish here. Oh, the- Peach all the way. I went to the Peach Bowl uh, when OU got destroyed by LSU, so yeah, I've got some bad was... memories there. But other other than that, they had free Chick Fil A in the press box the entire well, game. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying, awesome. man. Like the media experience at the Peach Bowl was freaking immaculate. <laughs> the game, not so much. It was one of those games where I thought, do we really got to play the second half? I know we're contractually obligated to play four quarters, but do we really need to? Yeah. I feel like we've gotten the point here. End of the Through first quarter, I was like, okay, I can leave. Recruiting Boomer says, screw OSU. I literally can't stand anyone that roots for them. That texter is a D-bag. Sooner Warrior says, that's why we love Bob Stoops. I'm rooting for Oklahoma State as well. We love infighting on the text line over a game that doesn't even involve Oklahoma. I, I know. I think we may have, uh, I think we may have started it there. The, the text line's uh, attacking each other. Once you, guess, uh, once you guess Gundy's record against Texas since 2010, and they've played 13 times. Eight and five. Nine and four. Nine and four. Wow. That's Gundy's record against Texas since 2010. Now, 2010 is when the decade of suck started. That is true. Um, but nine and four against Texas during that time frame. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. Even though there were some bad Texas teams there, 
to to run them like that is 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 pretty impressive, man. It's pretty impressive. Drew from Flower Mound says, "Why don't we just move Dolby to corner? He can cover and tackle, and no team would dare uh, to throw wide receiver screens." He wants to go throw uh, Kendall Dolby over there at corner. Listen, as long as Kendall Dolby's on the football field, I don't really care where he lines up. That's a dog right there. Maybe the most underappreciated defensive player of 2023 for Oklahoma. So, you move to corner? Sure, I'm fine with that. Just make sure he's on the field. He will be next year. I, I think he definitely will be. Uh, by the way, uh, don't, don't allow me, no matter how hard I try to persuade you, don't allow me to be head of your security detail next year at Mizzou. Uh, elect Pastor Andy from B.A., he says, I will go with you to Mizzou, Army Ranger qualified. I would love the opportunity to lay my hands and pray for someone. <laughs> get, get a former Army Ranger on your side. Go ahead and do that instead of me. Okay, sounds Probably great. Probably will work out a lot better for you. Pastor Andy, you're in. Larry from Union City says, what's wrong with Gentry at corner? There's nothing wrong with Gentry at corner. You're just going to need at least two of those next year. Yeah, well, you can have Gentry at one corner. The question becomes, who's the other corner? Is it Wagner? Is it Vickers? Is it Jacoby Johnson? Or is it somebody like Kendall Dolby? Or do you bring in a transfer? It's not going to be Woody Washington. I expect him to be headed to the league. 580 is Justin Harrington using this year as a redshirt year and coming back. That's from Southern Oki. Uh, I, I think that's the that's the hope. Um, I, and I think they, they try. They're trying to get that medical red shirt, and if he gets it, he's going to come back. Is there any scuttle on if that's going to happen or not there, by the NCAA? There's no reason why that shouldn't happen. Well, I, but that doesn't mean that it's going to, unfortunately. The NCAA is the NCAA. However, there is no reason whatsoever why Harrington shouldn't be granted an additional year. So I expect him back for Oklahoma in 2024. That's, um, I mean, we're talking so much about Bowman and Stutzman, how big that would be for the defense. Don't discount, like, Justin Harrington was good before he got hurt, man. And I think he'd be good for you once again next year, even coming off that injury. That'd be a big addition for this defense, first year in the SEC, if you just have Harrington available, just have him on your roster. My guess would be that he starts like he did this year, but just to have him around again, I think um, I think would be a big deal for sure. Okie Drink Slinger does not care who wins uh, in the Big 12 championship. He just wants it to be a gut punch loss like Auburn had last week. Yeah, that was a gut punch. That, oh, my uh, gosh. Fourth that, and goal that punch from the rated a little bit lower than the gut, actually. Who's had more of a gut punch loss than Auburn this year? Texas in the Cotton Bowl this season? No, like, fourth and 31, Tyler. Like, fourth and goal from the 31. Like, fourth and 31. That is instant cannon in the annals of Iron Bowl lore. Just cover the back of the end zone. It's all That's you got to like, do. I, it, it's still let a guy open. How that happened. How do you let a team convert on fourth and goal from the 31-yard line? And I saw Gary Danielson taking all kinds of flack on social media for suggesting that Alabama kick a field goal in that scenario, down four points, and then try for an onside kick. And I was like, well, okay, like it's easy to say now since they converted it, but <laughs> you almost have better odds of kicking wow. a field goal Recovering an onside kick and kicking another field goal, then converting on fourth and thirty-one. I, I think you trigger a lot of Alabama fans. Like Will Riker, uh, Riker's really good. I think he's a finalist for the Groza Award this year. But long field goal for Alabama at Auburn normally <laughs> normally doesn't work out all that well. Uh, I remember one time that it definitely didn't for sure. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 
More Cruton, more Portal, a big-time 2025 defensive lineman was talking about Miguel Chavis last night. Maybe a name that you need to know. We'll tell you who it is next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno, bringing you the sour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones, they sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. They also have half-price oil changes on Saturday. That's Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno. Want to get to a few texts here. I love this one from the 918. My wife's 83-year-old grandmother shamed us all for not rooting for OSU when they weren't playing OU. You have never truly been shamed until you've been shamed by an 83-year-old grandmother who is absolutely one of the greatest people to walk the earth. Still, though, I can't root for them as long as Gundy is their coach. He's too arrogant and pompous for me. Booma, baby. Someone got shamed by an 83-year-old grandmother for not rooting for Oklahoma State. How about that? Beautiful. I I like that a lot. J.P. Sooner says, I can't believe that a year from now we'll be prepping for an SEC title game. Still unreal. It's going to be in Atlanta until 2031, by the way. So if OU's going to play in an SEC championship game here in the the next several years, it's going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's going to be a... Be a lot more travel involved. Yes, there is for SEC yeah. title games. Not a short drive down to Arlington anymore. No, or no. even back in the day, like Kansas City, a very manageable drive. They're at Arrowhead. Got to fly out to Atlanta, drive out to Atlanta for a conference. Oh yeah, we're road tripping now. that thing. We're road tripping. Gunner from Grove, guys. I scored some free tickets to the Duke Arkansas game last night in Fayetteville, and the crowd at times would start chanting, "Bobby, Bobby." I scanned the crowd for a neck brace and never saw him. But apparently he was in attendance. To my surprise, it sounded like the fan base loved him. It's not a surprise to me. They haven't won big since he's been there. Uh huh. Desperate times call for desperate measures. you got to bring him back. These are desperate times for Arkansas football. There's no doubt about that. They had over 20,000 last night for that, uh, that, that game at home against Duke. It was crazy. Uh, okay, teased it going into the break. Isaiah Gibson, big-time 2025 defensive lineman, uh, was tweeting about Miguel Chavis last night. He is from the state of Georgia. Is this a name to know for defensive lineman in the 2025 class? And, yes, I do take that tweet as a good sign of where things are at. Yeah, of course that tweet is a good sign. And, yes, definitely a name to get acquainted with if you haven't already. (laughs) Dallas Bill. Gosh, people are threatening grandma now. Panda in Texas says, for a small fee, I'll have a talk with grandma's hip. Won't be any more shaming. Dallas Bill says you need to bow up to that grandma. (laughs) <laughs> so wow. we, we've really uh we, we've started some things on the on the text line today bruce asks why was jason llewellyn so underutilized by levy well jason llewellyn didn't appear in a game for oklahoma in the 2023 season and it was because he just like he got passed up on the depth chart yep not only by uh blake smith not only by Cade mcintyre but also by josh fanuel a walk-on who'd never played football before so yeah, Llewellyn was one of those guys that, I, and it sucks for him. He's a good dude. I'm rooting on, rooting for him to land on his feet wherever he lands next. But uh, he had kind of become dead weight in that room. Sure. Speaking of the portal, and some players have already announced their intentions to go somewhere. Uh, it looks like Riley Leonard at Duke might go to Notre Dame. There's a lot of crystal balls out for that right now. Yeah. But who is the most sought after quarterback that's currently in the portal? Is it Riley Leonard, or is it Dante Moore who just entered in the portal it's recently? Probably, it's probably Dante Moore. I mean, being a freshman, just coming off his freshman Three season, years lots left of to play, 
had a season as a starter at UCLA, former five-star recruit. Yes, Dante Moore is instantly the hottest commodity at quarterback in the portal market. Spartan Sooner wants a score prediction for the 6A1 state title game tomorrow. Let, let me get to that tomorrow. Spartan Sooner, will you remind us to give that score prediction tomorrow? The, the game the first time around between Jinx and Bixby was, was close. I, I just want to... I just want to, you know, take a take an evening to think of how I think this game is going. My to go. prediction is Bixby one hundred and four, Jenks twenty eight. All four touchdowns scored by Caden Jones. I definitely agree with the last part of that. That Caden Jones is going to have an incredible day and may score four touchdowns. He's awesome, man. He's and I'm serious. He's just a sophomore, and if he continues to improve, and I mean, I, I think he will in that program. Maybe we're talking about Caden Jones. When he's a senior, heck, maybe next year as one of the t- best running backs in his class. I just, I, I don't, I'm not going to be all that shocked if, if that's the case for him. Um, some national recruiting news. I thought this was cool, and especially since he's an Oklahoma native. Uh, Barry Odom, who's the head coach at UNLV, his son Garrett Odom, a three star quarterback, just committed to, to play for his dad. UNLV's got that thing rolling out there, man. It's only year one under Barry Odom, but they've won nine games. I believe I can't recall if they're playing. I, they no, they are playing for a Mountain West. They're hosting it. It's in Vegas. They're they're uh, hosting Boise. I think is that on Friday night, Saturday, whatever. But yeah, they're they're playing for a conference championship. It's been a hard place to win. Real hard place to win. Barry Odom has accomplished it in one year. Looks like Jake Spavital is going to be the next Baylor offensive coordinator. Is that a downgrade to what they just had already with Jeff Grimes? That's mm. the bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see see if it pays pays off. off. I don't know if it's going to. Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.